Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 28 of the Redcast. 28! 27! We talk about the Oscars, which happened the night we recorded this. We spend way too much time talking about politics and not enough time talking about Deadpool. And then we uh, transition into a happier topic. What was our happier topic, Chris? Ah, uh, yes. I don't remember. Okay. Well, we're, we're good at this. We're professionals. Uh, movies. Was it? I had something about Batman vs. Superman or... I don't think there, was... there was, so we started with it and then we ended with it. We talked a little bit about um, Civil War, maybe, and uh, Suicide Squad. I think. I think. Yeah. You know, no. what? Uh, some people would say this intro was a waste of time. Others would say it was an incredible <laughs> waste of time. Oh. This one's for you, Nell. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so you you guys know what to do. Uh, send us a tweet at at Rat Nine Space or on the Rat Nine Facebook page, and. Um, you know, enjoy. For the love of God, give us a review on iTunes. Jesus. <laughs> that amazing Star Trek podcast I started listening to where they say, do not review us on, on iTunes. It has more reviews than we do. So, so uh, enjoy, everybody. Bye. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Drink. No, God damn it. Drink, man. I know. I I don't know what to do. Booze, booze. It's gotta be in the Star Wars cup. The Star. Oh, I gotta. It has to be in one of the Star Wars. Well, cups. no, it just has been. I feel like it's a it's a tradition now. Yeah, I see. Uh, uh, Nora's already started banging pots and pans together. Oh, nice. Thank you, Nora. <laughs> Classic Nora. Yes. So, yeah, uh, Oscars. Yeah, Oscars, which are happening while we're recording this because we don't <laughs> no care. No one's watching it. Yeah, yep. we don't care. I'll, I've never really cared. I just, you know, when movies I enjoyed and thought were, you know, mm -hmm. good in a special way, I would like them to get nominated. But it was always in the technical categories anyway. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Or if you um, like black people movies, you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, it's true. You know. Boom. Um, Boom. Well, I told Sarah this, you know, this afternoon, oh, the Oscars are on tonight. She's like, yeah. Then just like an hour ago, I was like, well, did you want to watch? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Yep. And I won't set it up. Uh, yeah, but I, I really don't. I really don't care. I get why people are pissed off. I mean, there were, there were some worthy movies and actors and actresses that haven't won, and it's not even just the fact uh, a race thing. It's that the fact that you have basically no turnover in the academy, their tastes are going to continue to skew the same way for a very long time. So you're never going to have the opportunity that movies doing newer and more interesting things are going to have a chance to win. But I don't even remember. Is there anyone noteworthy, like any movie that we liked that was noteworthy that was nominated? Um... Well, um, didn't Mad Max get a get a bunch of nominations? Yeah, it's uh, he's up for best director. I mean, it's, I think it's also it's also nominated for best picture. It's one of the ten. I mean, I it's not they, gonna win. Yeah, they got like ten nominations. The uh, total between all uh, between like yeah. the technical yeah. and regular and everything. I mean, it's probably gonna win cinematography. I would assume. Well, yeah. The Martian was nominated for best picture, as mm -hmm. well as The Big Short, which I heard was really good. Yeah, Mad Max, which we all I think enjoyed. Yes. Yeah, and quality I movie. I haven't seen The Revenant or Bridge of Spies or the other weird indie ones that they're talking about. No, I I know I should, but I really don't watch that many of the Oscar type movies these days. It seems. I mean, sometimes they're good, and I I get in the mood, but 
seems like if I'm just like in the mood to watch a movie, I tend to want to watch something either funny or like sci-fi fantasy or maybe just like a action type movie. I don't I don't tend to go for So The Martian? You who watch The Martian? <laughs> but I I don't I don't tend to go for the um I I don't know, get get sad and feel like their world is terrible type of movies anymore. Yeah, um, like Room. Why would I want to watch that movie? Yeah, I don't want to see that. What yeah. is it about? Oh my God, this this woman has been kidnapped mm-hmm. for like five years, you know, by this guy who continually rapes her, and she yeah. she has she has a child, and it's like the story of their, you know, um, um, their Basically. kid, their, you know, their years, you know, in um, in hiding from the kid's perspective. Yeah, and it's basically trying to make it okay for the kid. That's like that's the kind of the crux of the movie. Is <clears throat> the woman making it sort of trying to create a normal life for the kid in that confined space. But yeah, no. I, I no mean, thanks. I don't really hope uh, Leonardo DiCaprio wins just because uh, I think he's think he, he, shorter than the stick a few times. Yeah. But speaking of. Uh, he did get raped by a bear, so I mean, I feel like that's worthy. I feel like he should. Spoiler alert! Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if best actor should win just because you um, put yourself through the most pain. Like that's not necessarily what the award is about, right? But I guess. Um, yeah. I don't know. Speaking of excellent movies, I think we've all uh, finally seen Deadpool. Yes, yes, we have all seen yep. Deadpool. Oh, uh, that that is a. Uh, Oscar-worthy movie right there. <laughs> Have you seen their... <laughs> they, it was on, like, the official Facebook page or something. It had, like, a four-year consideration banner. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. Uh, we'll have to see if they get nominated next year. But, so what did you guys think of the movie? I mean, well, it was so nice to go to a, you know, large um, action movie that was not two and a half hours long. I mean, I love long movies, usually, but it, it was so concise, and mm-hmm. I liked it, it being told in sort of flashback, and I just thought it was great. I mean, con- considering how much hype was around it, yeah, I was really worried about it, and it just it hit all the marks and was fun, and, you know, broke the fourth wall a couple times, and Ronald Reynolds was finally able to use his charm for good. It was just great. Yeah. Well, he... The interesting thing that uh, I read up about afterward was this was, like, never meant to be. It was just kind of like, well, here's some money. Just, yeah. you know, whatever. Get out of our hair. Well, it was made for, like, $56 million. And then they had to, uh, before that, they had to take, like, $8 million and just, like, make it disappear. It didn't yeah. feel, like a, feel like a cheaply made movie either. No. Yeah. I mean, again, like it, 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 oh, it goes to show that you don't necessarily need the budget you think you need to tell the story yeah. well. Like, it forces you to make good storytelling decisions. Mm-hmm. Like, well, and I, I, have you uh, read up anything about the uh, director? He basically no. He basically was a guy who made, like, video game trailers. You know, the really big cinematic mm-hmm. video game trailers? Um, he didn't... He, he, this was his first movie. So that's why wow. most people think he's probably the guy that leaked it, because if it turns out bad, what happens? The people who make video game trailers aren't going to give a shit that he, he leaked. Yeah. Uh, if anything, they're going to be like, hey, get that guy. He should make a Deadpool video game for us. You know? <laughs> so I, that's why I think it's probably him and not uh, Ryan Reynolds, even though he kind of jokes about it potentially being him. Yeah. 
But yeah, I I really enjoyed it. I thought I thought the there was a good balance of action and comedy, and uh, you know some nice uh, little um, Easter eggs here and there, and interaction uh, between him and T.J. Miller were amazing. Yeah, I mean, what I appreciated the most was you know considering you know like we've been rewatching um, sort of Marvel um, sort of uh, Phase Two, right? Mm-hmm. And so we we. We just finished rewatching the season one of uh, Marvel's Agents of Shield, and it reminded me the thing I hate most about the Marvel movies is that you know that all the characters exist in this universe, but they only get to show up together like every three years. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we'll just totally made fun of that, where they go, yes. he, you know, he goes to the, the X Men, you know, the house, yeah. and there's like two people in it. He's like, huh? It's, it's really empty. Yeah. <laughs> it's so great. Like, just don't. We're not idiots. Like, yeah. No, they did a really good job <laughs> job with the uh, fourth wall breaking. In it too, you know, and he was talking about, you know, which uh, Professor X was it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that was great. That was yeah. great. The timeline. Uh, there's, there's a lot of jokes too that I don't know in your guys' showing, but that kind of flew over the heads of a lot of people. It seemed like mm-hmm. either that or they just were just going so fast. Like there was a whole like kind of sub joke about uh, the one guy that was trying to recruit him being Jared Vogel and like molesting kids. I think I, I completely, completely missed that. Missed that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and no one. I think I was the only one in the theater that was just like wow. laughing at this joke. <laughs> yeah, but, I completely missed that. Yeah, because he, sh- he shows up and uh, like the, one of the first things he makes a comment about is Jared, and then later when they he beats the shit out of him, he uh, he makes more subway jokes. But <laughs> wow, I did just link the uh, the poster in the yeah, chat. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I'll share that in the uh, the show notes, as yeah. professional podcasters apparently do. Ooh. Uh, can I say, like, the, the switch from going from Deadpool to Batman v Superman, like, tone and visual language-wise, it's going to be quite the reversal, because Deadpool was bright and fun and happy mm-hmm. and exciting. And, yes. again, Batman v Superman just looks dark and serious and yeah. not fun. Uh, speaking of which... The trailer looked better. It looked better, but it still doesn't look like a fun movie. Like, why are Batman yeah. and Superman fighting? Like, you can never actually give me a real reason why I believe, one, it's a good idea, or two, that Batman wouldn't be killed instantaneously. Um, there's, pres- there's comics. That yeah, there's is. plenty of comics about, oh, about yeah. Batman versus Yeah, I know, Superman. and I don't believe any of them, because they all involve kryptonite, which I hate being brought into no, the story. It's, it's stupid, but it, I mean, it is I mean, like it literally is, is kryptonite. I mean, that's yeah. where the saying comes from. Wait, that's what? Why, yeah. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah, I actually watched some a uh, uh, couple of uh, Batman, Superman, uh, DC cartoon mm-hmm. movies this weekend. Um, there were it was kind of like a two-parter. It was Batman, Superman, Public Enemies, and Batman, Superman, Apocalypse. Oh, I download. I think I downloaded those. I think Jeremy recommended them last time. They were, they were both good. I I right. enjoyed them, and it's kind of like. Batman and Superman. This is this is I think supposed to be past the Batman versus Superman fighting, and this it seemed like a sort of an older Batman. And uh, but yeah, they were kind of like buddy cop ish a little bit. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, the they're they're pretty good. It was uh, funny oh. though seeing a <laughs> megalomaniac um, uh, president in the in uh, Batman Superman uh, uh, Public Enemies, uh, Lex Luthor. Although they kept saying Lex Luthor, they really a lot of emphasis on Luthor as uh, as president. Well, I couldn't help but think o. a little bit about Trump. Oh, here we go. What? Is that, are we transitioning? 
Oh, I guess we can <laughs> transition to... I thought that was one of your transitions. Oh, well, not exactly. Oh, good, I good work. I believe they're called segues. Well, segues. Same difference. Segues. Although in, uh, in, in this particular storyline, Lex Luthor rises up as a third candidate because the people hate the, the two establishment candidates Yikes. that win uh, Democrat and Republican because so many people hate them. A uh, wealthy third... So maybe he's Bloomberg. I think maybe that's what it is. Mm. So Bloomberg... What I'm saying is Bloomberg is going to come in and win the presidency and then he's, they're going to have an evil person in the White House. God help uh, us no, all. Sorry. Another evil person in the White House. <laughs> Thanks, Obama. Uh, I've so decided to, to use the um, running with the devil soundboard that we discovered during D&D no, last week. Oh, no. As oh, oh, no. Podcast sound effects. It's going to be great. Speaking of that, Nora has her uh, character figured out. Excellent. We are excited. She's all set. She's doing a uh, gnomish bard. Nice. Yes. Yes. So we, have a, we, we officially have a bard. I can't remember her name. I'd have to look it up. It is like super long because apparently gnomes is it are, supposed have, are supposed to have like uh, twelve names. Oh, see, yeah, tieflings are great because they uh, they they literally have verbs as their as their names. So I went with hunt. Hmm. No last names. No no last names. Ah. No last names apparently. Um. Okay. So yeah. So. <laughs> oh wait. Okay. Here's your name. And, and all the uh, obviously all the in. Names uh, have a G in front of them, obviously. Okay. It is Nora, Norlis, Norwal, Norepinephrine, uh, Nebuchadnezzar, Norma, Narnia, Tad Cooper. Boom. Nice. That is the name. <laughs> well played, Nora. <laughs> We're going to come up with an acronym for that one. Well, in reality, although gnomes have all of those names, they generally pick three that they go by. Mm. So she'll have to pick three. I hope one of them is uh, Nebuchadnezzar, just because it's uh, long. Yeah. I've always liked Nebuchadnezzar as, as yeah. fake Nora names. That was always mm -hmm. my favorite. Um, Speaking of Nebuchadnezzar, uh, what do you think about Ted Cruz? <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I like it. Um, when he wins <laughs> Oklahoma. You know, I don't know who is going to... Trump is leading the polls pretty heavily here, isn't he? I thought last time I looked, he I had a... He, it seemed like he had a decent plurality of votes. Yeah, I re-register uh, as Democrat, so I don't have to listen listen to that anymore. Ah, I'm still an independent, which means I can vote <laughs> the Democrat primary, but not the Republican primary. <laughs> which yeah, also okay. you're effectively in Democrat. Is that new? Is that yes? Is that, this is the first yeah. year that independents can vote in any primaries. This is a new thing. Can I tell you, like the maybe it's just the older we get or the longer the elections go, but again, our primary system, the deeper you get, the stupider it sounds. Mm. Like the the way, at least on the Democratic side, like the way the delegates are handed out proportionally by congressional district. Like it's no just one vote per person. Like why can't we just count up the votes and give them to to a person? Why does it have to be three steps in between our voting and the person? And don't forget the super delegates that are going to screw over Bernie Sanders when he uh, actually wins enough. Uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. As as much right. as I, w I would love I would love that. That's they're not gonna be needed. So no, I know. <laughs> yeah. Poor Bernie. As much as I love Bernie, he's gonna he's gonna get crushed by. I know. But like apparently, Oklahoma is one of the states he might win. 
So, really? No, I doubt it. I, no mean, worries. That, uh, I, mean, I don't know. I you read something today that it was like her number one fundraiser state or something like that. I mean, I, you don't know how many people were... I was shocked how many people were in downtown trying to go to a Bernie Sa- Sanders rally. More than, I, more than went to any of the other... More than went to see Trump, more than went to see Cruz, although I didn't see how many went to see uh, Clinton when he was at Booker T. Washington. But By the way, of course... Clinton would go to Booker T. Washington. Yeah. Of course he would. Because <laughs> he's a professional politician. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> he's trying to, he's trying to uh, swing the, the uh, African-American vote to his wife, for sure. I don't think that's really necessary. His wife. So I, It surprises me, though. Bernie Sanders actually was a civil rights activist. Like, literally was a civil rights activist. Yeah. yeah. And... At the same time, I mean, I know it's cliched and Bernie's using it in a lot of his advertisements, but Hillary literally was supporting a Republican president at the time that Bernie Sanders was a civil rights activist. And yet somehow he has no shot at the at the black vote in most states. It's so bizarre to me. Yeah, well, it, the, there's, a, there's a history. I mean, the, the Clintons have been in politics for so long. And, you know, Clinton ran for president twice. She's run for president at least once. Like, they have a relationship already with these, mm-hmm. even, though the, even though the relationship is much more complicated than uh, it's made out to be. But, Were you going to say, say these people? I was not going to say these people. <laughs> uh, I will also say there is a complicated relationship between African Americans and Jews in this country, That's which true. might also be playing. No one's talking about that part, but it's there. Yeah. Um, so you have uh, Sammy Davis Jr. to bridge the gap. That's one person. One. Yeah, that's all you need. What about Whoopi um, Goldberg? Boom, two people. Na- nailed it. Now, uh, is she a Jew or does she just have a Jewish last name? I thought she was Jewish. I'm pretty yeah. sure. I'm pretty sure she converted. Her yeah, and Two national treasures right there. So okay, let's 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 quickly run through the, the scenarios of our national nightmare that we're currently going through. Uh, so Super uh, Super Tuesday Super Tuesday is this Tuesday. Yep. Uh. You know, at this point, Hillary Clinton's probably going to put Bernie Sanders away, and that's going to be sad. Um, in the Republican uh, field, it's going to be nuts, is what's going to be. like. I have no idea. Like, well, Cruz is, why thing, is Carson Jesse. still running? Why the yeah. hell is Ben Carson <laughs> still running? That's my question, too. Why? He's, he's an idiot. I Honestly, mean, if Oklahoma goes true to form, they'll uh, probably select Ben Carson, because it's usually they select someone who's basically out of it by the yeah. time. It gets to Super Tuesday. That seems to be who was it, who was it last time? Was it Sanctorum? Sanctorum. Yeah. Yeah. Of course it would be. Well, but his, last time Sanctorum actually won. Um, he he won a few states last True, time. But, but by t- by Super Tuesday, it was clear that he was out of yeah, it. Yeah, he he, he like won right. Iowa, and that was it. Yeah. I don't know. I I think I actually think Oklahoma's going to go Cruz or Rubio, because they typically go with the evangelical. But this time we've got two allegedly evangelical dudes that are kind of vying for the establishment. I mean, the best the best scenario here, the, the, I mean, the best scenario for America, I should say, is that now that there's now there's really just three major people, and Ben Carson, whatever Ben Carson and, and Kasich are doing, uh, is that Cruz and Trump now fight over the same group of votes. And yeah. so the majority go to Rubio. But that isn't necessarily Rubio. true. So, I don't know. I, I disagree. I think, honestly, as much as it would be, it would look real bad, but I think Trump needs to get the nomination for the Republican Party because um, 
the next cycle that comes up, that would push them towards an actual progressive candidate because, I mean, aside from his racist undertones, you know, he does have some fairly progressive views, and that's why a lot of people are going to him. But if he gets massacred by Clinton in the general, he would pave the way. He'd be kind of like be Howard Dean or Barry Goldwater and pave the way for you know their Obama or their next Nixon or whoever. Yeah, the problem, is he, he, the problem is he's not a Goldwater, though. Like, Goldwater was an actual conservative with beliefs. Goldwater is the last actual uh, conservative in the Republican Party. Well, the, last classi- no, the last classical conservative. Well, I'm not talking about their ideals. I'm talking I, about, like, where... It, the. I mean, let's be honest. In order for them to get any traction, because their, their base is dwindling. Like, they're, you know, super conservative religious base. I think that's proven by Donald Trump being so popular. But, you know, he doesn't have horrible ideas, but he has some very, 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 very... He has some pretty terrible ideas. He has, in my mind, he has... He could have 90% of his stuff be great ideas, but the 10% is disqualifyingly bad. Yeah, he, right. Well, I that's mean, what I mean. So he's a, mer- he's a mercantilist, for... for God's sakes. Like, he wants tariffs. He wants tariffs back. We've moved past tariffs, okay? <laughs> Like, well, I'm, I'm just saying in his – a lot of his views, other – like, he has some very bad views, don't get me yep. wrong, but he's still – Man, it's just – it's just hard. If it's, I'm – I mean, it just uh, – and I know uh, Rubio finally started bringing it up, but I, I just – I'm surprised that the other candidates haven't been talking more about the fact that white supremacists are having get-out-the-vote campaigns for Donald Trump at yeah, this point. I mean – there's KKK's people coming to the Trump rallies. I mean, uh, like, you, you saw that thing fair, I posted, right? Like what? where did you, earlier I posted, like Trump was asked about it this morning. Yeah. About and he like he couldn't denounce the KKK. He couldn't. Right. He doesn't want to because they're doing a lot of work for his yeah. campaign. So he doesn't want to come out and say. And GT, before you say that was just Oklahoma, it's no, not no, just no. Oklahoma. It's, no, it's I was going to say um, that there's a few. I, I haven't really kept up with that that much, but I know there's a few instances where those are actually uh, not real KKK, like they were protesting, but in KKK garb, which is kind of weird to say. So I don't know how much of that is legitimate KKK. No, like he, he's been he's been he's been, he's got endorsements from real KKK yeah. members. Oh, I know and he got endorsements doing, from the Grand one of the Grand Wizard guys. And they are yeah. doing get out the vote or, campaigns. Yeah, like oh, they're they're oh. literally doing that. Yeah, yes. so it's a problem. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. He is the most racist of the candidates. Yeah, right he's now. a demagogue, and you shouldn't elect demagogues to run your country. It's a mistake. Yeah. History yeah. has shown us that one particular thing. So one thing yeah. everyone can agree on, you don't elect the most angriest, meanest person as your leader. While we're uh, so I speaking of Bernie Trump, Sanders either. <laughs> oh God, you know, I thought he had a chance, but he, dude, he got decimated in South Carolina. Yeah. Like I, I think he, his goose, goose is cooked. I, mean, I honestly, I kind of sad, but I'm glad in a way. I, I'd I'd rather him stay in the race just to keep pushing her to yeah. the left because again, both oh, of she's, the second he's yeah. gone, she's going, she's going, she's dive bombing straight to the middle. The second Bernie's out of it, she's that, 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 that's why I want him to stay in it. Yeah. yeah well, she, but realistically, if Trump gets a nomination, and it seems, I mean, there's still a whole Trump University nonsense and some other stuff, but realistically, we're, he's probably the candidate. 
Can we talk a little bit about the Trump University? Yes, I would like I to talk. I haven't read a lot about it. Okay, so it was a, you know, one of the four-profit colleges. Yes. Right, that yes. retired um, in the uh, mid-2000s. Uh, a poor man's University of Phoenix, if you will. Yes, yeah. Uh, if you can somehow Sorry, visualize that. A bankrupt, a bankrupt uh, University of Phoenix. Yeah. Phoenix. <laughs> yes. Well, it wasn't even that. It Wasn't it just like some classes on how to get rich quick? Well, so no, it was... Okay, here's the thing. Here's the fun part. Okay, because I've done a lot of reading on this. So there was a starting seminar that cost about $1,500, all right? This was like the first Trump University class. So you'd pay the $1,500. You would go to where, not Trump, but one of his underlings would talk about how, you know, you come to Trump University and you'll get to meet with him and learn from him, blah, blah, blah. Like all you need to do was pay, you know, like $36,000, right, which you could take out student loans for because for-profit colleges somehow got Congress to pass that. And, um... Like there were no classes. It got shut down. I think in like um, like in two years, no one ever got to actually meet him or learn anything. And um, these people now are massively in debt. And yeah. it's, it was fraud. It was clearly fraud. And he's gonna get sued. And he's been sued. And my only hope is that some of those people don't settle and make him testify, because yeah. that would be the greatest uh, testimony in the history of America. Is what that would be. Oh, why <laughs> so? Great. Why did they shut it? I mean, why? Did it fold? It, it it probably ran out of money like everything else Trump has done. Uh, I think he just moved on. Like I don't know. He got uh, so it's like so thirty six grand per person. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. like that was the um you know um we're gonna make word? America in debt again. Mm -hmm. Well, the article that I had read that you had link one of them it threw it in with the uh, rich dad poor dad or whatever. Do you guys ever read that book? Yeah. No, but like, it, yeah, I did not read it, but I've heard. Listen, it I know you said it was garbage. It's not all garbage. There's some actually really good stuff in there that a lot of people don't learn about, especially no, people I, who weren't raised about parents who are responsible with money. So I'm not saying you should use it as a Bible and live your life around it, but no, because we have the Bible for that. <laughs> but there is, there's, there was valuable stuff in there that that. No, there was, but the, I mean, it was basically. He's not a genius. You He's have like, to get real lucky from... He was like, well, just invest in this real estate or whatever. And it's like, well, but... I mean, there's a very small percentage of people that would actually benefit from doing that. Well, and that's the thing. I look at it more as, you know, kind of like the Bible, not following the letter of what he says, but using the overall concepts in other places. I think... I think you can use the general concepts and ideas and apply them to a lot of different situations. Now, that's not to say that I think you should build an entire class around teaching that or the <laughs> concepts of it. Yeah. That could maybe be one day's lecture if you wanted <laughs> to teach about something, but that's about it. I mean, honestly, it seems like those types of people and classes and books are really just that person's scheme to get rich themselves. It's like, I will teach you to get rich, pay me money. And the person's like, thank you. And now and I'm rich. On. Yeah, now I'm rich. Nailed I want to do that and so have, the, have the entire book just be um, write a book about getting rich. <laughs> yeah, it's over and over again. <laughs> yeah. Well, Trump did write that one book. I can't remember what it's called. but The Art of the Deal? Yeah, Art of the Deal. And that's like basically what it was. And he think, he says it's like the best-selling book of all time. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but the funny, no one can account for like no one actually knows how many copies it sold is kind of the funny well, part. That's because book sales are incredibly complicated and well, right. But buy I mean, hundreds of thousands of copies of their own book if need be, and then hand them out to people and write it off. 
Ah, then and then uh, use them at their university, for instance. Yep. <laughs> yep. Like there's a reason why there's a reason why politicians write books. One, because they sell, and two, because they can use their super PAC money to buy copies of their own book and then give them out to people to Ooh. read. Oh. Yeah. So one of the things that's Pretty been um, a, a nice, fun uh, difference this year is the fact that uh, we've actually seen political commercials in Oklahoma this year. Yeah. Generally, it How's gets been going? it gets more or less ignored. But when I watch the morning news, it's most of the commercials now. I've seen ones for I see them for Bernie Sanders. I see them for Hillary. I see them for Rubio, Cruz, Trump. I have not seen any for uh, Ben Carson though, or or Kasich for that matter. But yeah, I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of interesting. I mean, on some level, they're annoying because all political commercials are annoying. Yeah. Especially, uh, well, you have the doom and gloom on Bernie Sanders talking about how the uh, the economy is rigged against you and how he doesn't take money from wealthy people, so he's going to save us from it. Then with the Rubio and uh, he's talk. He talks about how scary the world is, and about how uh, basically Trump is a joke. And it shows uh, Trump giving his speech when he did the was making fun of the New York Times reporter. Oh yeah, doing his little arm thing, and then talks about how Cruz is basically a scumball, and shows a picture of oh, Cruz God. looking like a scumball. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's kind of fun to to feel like actually um, involved in the political system for once. I mean that that's a one upside I think in the um the and one of the many unintended unintended consequences of Citizens United is one uh it's completely ironically completely screwed the Republican Party and not the Democratic Party which was a surprise to me because um, it allows crazy people to stay in it longer but uh-huh. it actually forces these people to run in more states than just Iowa New Hampshire and South Carolina yeah. yeah which is good I just wish they didn't spend a year and a half leading to Iowa and New Hampshire I know like God. they literally get to know every one of those states every that's single so... person yeah. <laughs> It's it's basically the worst. So, what do you guys have? What what predictions do you guys have? So it sounds like GT, you think um, Bernie Sanders is going to be done after Super Tuesday? I I don't see. I mean, it's not like I'm against him, but realistically, it's just I don't think he's got it. I mean, I would love to see that happen. I would love to see the country go that way, but it's just not going to happen. So I think it's going to be Hillary, I mean, obviously, and then, I mean, probably Trump or, uh, you know, if not him, Rubio. I have a hard time seeing Cruz get, getting there. I'll be interested to see, because I think pretty strongly the uh, establishment wing of the Republican Party want Kasich to sort of fall on his sword and uh, rally the troops around Rubio who they think probably has about the only shot to, to take down Trump at this point. But I'm not sure if that'll actually happen. Because Kasich isn't dropping out before Super Tuesday. No, so, and, he, uh, and he's not going to drop out before um, Ohio, which is actually in the next round. Right? Yeah, oh, it is. Yeah, like Florida and uh, Ohio are in the next thing. And so, honestly, we're really not going to know anything until after March 15th. No. Because uh, yeah. if, if Rubio doesn't win Florida, uh, then we're screwed. Yes. Well, that's the thing. He has to, not only does he have to win it, but in reality, he probably needs Trump to finish at least third. Did uh, Jeb? Did he endorse anyone yet? Nope. They now, uh, Florida's a winner-take-all state, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. But I think I think from a perception standpoint, he needs to trounce Trump in Florida. Yeah. And according to 5:38 this morning, Trump's still leading in the polls there, but it's 
they haven't done that. They haven't done as much polling as they've done in other places. So right, right. Uh, it's disturbing. Uh, here's the thing: you would think people would be if if someone called me, I was like, mm-hmm. hey, who are you gonna vote for? Even if I was a Trump supporter, I can't believe I would say it to another person. Yeah, I'd be embarrassed to say it out loud. Yeah. <laughs> but apparently, Did you guys mind. here, um, <laughs> someone was like masquerading as one of the polling. Um, Entities like someone, someone's—I think it was Cruz or Rubio—like going around and they're masquerading as you know one of the pollers, polling agencies. And then whenever they gave the whoever the candidate was, whenever they gave the answer that they didn't like, they're always like, "Well, you know, such and such is against such and such." Oh Do yeah, you want to change that your was, answer? That was Cruz. That was, was Cruz, and that was in Iowa, uh, where they were they were cold calling people. Oh, think, is that why? To be, um, Trump yeah. was threatening to like was calling him shady in the in Iowa and that no that was a, a they uh, that was a completely different thing yeah they, they had uh, told their voters the voters that Carson had dropped out yeah in so many words Cruz had Cruz had two incredibly shady actions in and in, in oh, Iowa yeah. I do I really do like I never truly believed in a punchable face until <laughs> I spent time looking and hearing from Ted Cruz which I don't enjoy doing I don't I don't enjoy listening to him at all. He does look so like he has a punchable face. face. They've done yeah. studies on his punchable face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. Some um oh some I see some some um some psychologists did a thing on like the punchable face and like Ted Cruz was their example. Like something about him. Like people, some people just have faces that other people dislike. Oh yeah, uh, I mean it's definitely just it's the worst. Yeah. Yeah, I mean based on that alone, I do not see how he gets very far after Super Tuesday. Now, I mean the only yeah. good thing the only good thing Trump ever did was. Stop Cruz from taking taking this thing over. So, see, I don't know. I don't think, I don't think they vulture voters off each other, because I think uh, most of the people that are voting for Cruz are doing so based off of he's the le- quote unquote legit evangelical, and he's also very uh, yes. But Trump's been winning evangelicals. Like those votes would have gone to Cruz had Trump not been in it. I I don't think I I think that's a policy. I think it's Cruz and Rubio are vulturing votes from each other. I don't. I, I, I don't know. A lot of the people that that uh, I've talked to that support Cruz are because two things: he's evangelical and he's an outsider. He is their non-establishment candidate. So I think it's a mix. So I think from a religious standpoint, it's probably Rubio and Cruz, but. The people who are non-establishment Republicans, they're splitting between uh, Trump and Cruz. And yeah, I think right. if Carson drops out, I think most of his people will go to Cruz for sure. Can we talk about the amount? I mean, let, let, uh, I want to move on to something else here in a second, but can we just spend like one minute on the amount of money uh, Jeb Bush wasted? <laughs> like, uh, and I see what wasn't even his fault. I mean, it's partially his fault because he he hired these consultants who each made like ten million dollars for losing. Um, you know, is amazing. an almost given nomination. Uh, like, I think his super PAC had a hundred and eighty, a hundred and eighty million dollars, mm-hmm. and they they are left with scraps at this point. That yep. is so much wasted money. How is that even possible? It is amazing. It is amazing how much like, money got wasted. It, it makes me happy that money literally can't buy an election, but also confuses me because <laughs> that's what we were told. Like, that's what I had seen work. Right. Yeah. So if it's is it is it is it like is it like Deadpool, right? Where if you don't have the constraints of money, you don't make the hard decisions that are necessary. Well, I, I I don't know. I mean, it really is. It's just so hard to judge 
what the reality is in a you know post Citizens United election. It doesn't seem that anything is really. I mean, Trump hasn't spent a whole lot of money, and he he's spent the blowing... least. No, no, yeah. he spent the least out yeah. of the ma- yeah. uh, major I candidates. Mean, in general, he hasn't spent hardly anything. Well, he doesn't need to because the the media lap like oh yeah, point a camera towards him whenever he's speaking. Exactly. I I, I read some. I don't remember the amount, but they 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 analyzed basically the. Uh, monetary equivalent of of the free publicity that he had yeah. been getting from the media for saying crazy stuff, and it was ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, is this what conservatives felt in two thousand eight with Obama? Like, or I'm like, stop pointing the camera at him. Like, we don't need to hear <laughs> anything from him. Right, yeah, I'm done. I don't know. Um, so you hate Obama, right? Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> you and you and most of the rest of America, am I right? <laughs> Uh, what is, I wonder what his poll numbers are at the moment. Uh, uh, they were decent last like, time. Last I heard, they were in the high 40s, which was, you know... No, about, they were in the high 50s. Okay, that's good. Yeah, uh, he's definitely higher than uh, Congress, which... Well, yeah. Much Congress well, it wasn't like that in the, like, single digits. Oh, it's it, the House of Representatives uh, approval rank has been below 10% for uh, <laughs> eight years now. I remember so. seeing something, I don't know, I think it, it was it was sort of halfway joking, but it was like... Um, uh, favorability poll of Congress, and it finished below like a bunch of different like various supervillains. Like oh yeah, Darth I'm pretty Vader. sure Satan some... pulled Satan. higher than yeah. uh, House Representatives. Yep, which I get. Those people yeah. are awful. They're no, basically the worst. I, I don't know why anyone thinks that a a governing body that has 435 people is ever going to accomplish anything, especially a body that has to run for re-election the second they win. Like yep. it's a terrible idea. The House of Representatives. <laughs> I never liked that. Oh um, uh, yeah. Ugh, anyway, um, let's briefly talk about what happened last night between the Golden State Warriors and the Oklahoma State. Because uh, I, I, first, I love basketball, and I, wa- I was, I was only watching the first part of the game, and then I checked in when it was over, and I have to say, like, there's literally nothing the Thunder could have done. The like, Warriors are just ridiculous. That shot at the Curry. end of the game. Like he's not even playing the same game as everybody else. No, it's uh, it, he. It's like, it, I mean, honestly, if it was a video game, we would all among friends agree that nobody is allowed yeah, to use he's, Steph Curry. He's uh, he's he's the video game Michael Vick that I was never allowed to use. Yes, right? yes. Except it would be a case where it would be a player so good that none of us would be. Able yeah, to use none him. of us were allowed to use him. It's. I mean, it's like Bo Jackson on the original Tech Mobile. Right? Oh, he was un- literally unstoppable. He was unstoppable. So I, I think I caused us to lose last night because I was kind of checking in on my phone and I saw on the ESPN app had it like at zero seconds and thunder up by two. I was like, get fucked, you know, Warriors. You know, I sent a text and then like five minutes later, overtime. I was like. Yep. What? Oh, god damn it! God damn it! That was all your fault. Yes. I mean, I like, take the blame. I'm sorry. Here's the thing: it's not your fault. Like, like I, I've been a basketball fan for a long time. Sometimes really good teams run up against great teams, and there's really nothing those good teams can do. Nope. Uh, I saw lots of great Eastern teams lose to the '90s Chicago Bulls over and over and over again. Sometimes you're just in the wrong era. Yeah. And you know, that's why I always kind of felt bad for the Utah Jazz. Yeah, I did too. Alone, they were a great combination. They never had a chance. In any other era, 
they would have most likely won at least one title. Yeah, and the two the two years they could have won it when Jordan, you know, left to play baseball, the Rockets right. took it from him twice. Oh, that's true. With that that uh, old man Charles Barkley and uh, Hakeem yeah, Olajuwon. That was the second one. Yeah. Um, because uh, the first one was uh, like they had S- rookie Sam Cassell and Vernon oh, uh, Maxwell, had, Otis, uh, uh, yeah, Robert fucking Ory. Yeah, they beat the Knicks in seven games. That's a very important. Yep. To, uh... So, did anyone actually watch the game last night? Like all of it? No. No, I didn't watch the whole thing. I was told, and again, this is from a huge Thunder homer, that there were some, you know, of course, questionable calls. You know, like the uh, Warriors got all the calls, especially mm-hmm. there towards the end. And oh, but of course. I don't. I mean, I don't know how legit that is. So if anyone is a real basketball fan who has watched that all the way through, let us know. But I'd, I wouldn't be surprised. But it is a little disheartening that it always seems to come down to well, su- such and such. We had to get fouled. And yeah, see, that's that's not how basketball works. You make your shots, and then you don't have to worry about referee calls. Like, truly, there's only been one NBA game that was truly affected by the refs, and it happened in the playoffs, and it happened against the Sacramento Kings. Like, it's oh, been verified. Uh, the rest, the rest of the time, it's all, like, like it's, uh, it's recency bias because bias, you're seeing fouls at the end of the game, and you think mm-hmm. that affects everything that's happened before it, and it has not. The only thing I will say is that Golden State is playing at such a high level that the margin of, of uh, error for teams this year is so slim. So if things skew even slightly uh, for uh, Golden State's favor, it seems like there's no chance because they're they're just they're hitting shots at a st- statistically impossible level. Yeah, I mean let's 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 talk about the fact that um, Stephen Curry beat his own record, which is the NBA record for most three pointers in a season in February. It's ridiculous. In February, I mean he shot that end of overtime shot from 30 feet. Like, he barely had stepped over half court, and he swished it. Like, it you can't absurd, you can't replicate this, and you can't... I mean, he made, what, 12 threes last night? The yeah. worst. Um, 12 threes? 12 threes, yeah. And there was a, there was a video Christ. today showing all, all of his points, and I can tell you, like, there certain players, through certain parts of their careers, no matter what you do to defend them, they're going to make their shots anyway, and he's in that place now. Like, well, it doesn't matter what you do. It's not like um, the Thunder did a terrible job defending him either. I mean, if no, you look didn't. at it, a lot of his shots are contested shots. It just yeah. doesn't matter. He he just needs like him and and like obviously he watched a lot of Ray Allen growing up. Like yeah. he needs the smallest amount of space possible because he has such a quick release. He just needs an inch. Yeah, uh, it's you know it's I'll give I'll give the NBA this. At least they don't back down from like oh well we just do dynasties. Whereas the N or the NFL, I mean. Technically, there's no dynasties, but you know we all know there's Brady, there's Peyton, or you know yeah, well, maybe again, Peyton. Bas- uh, basketball in like raping Manning, am I right? <laughs> oh, um, um, basketball is a is a marathon, and football is a sprint. Is the way I've heard it described. Like right. there's, there's less mistakes that you can make in a 16 game season than you can make in an 82 one. So mm-hmm. Usually by the end of the season, everyone knows who the best teams are. Yeah, uh, and that's why sometimes the season seems to go on forever. But yeah, um, you know, there's only so many players on the on on the court in basketball. So yes, the good teams are going to stay good as long as they can afford to. Well, and and I think what's crazy, I mean, is it it keeps showing that 
man, it just... I don't see a way that Golden State doesn't get the wins record. I mean, the, they keep pulling out games like this. I mean, a lot of their games are not really close or ever in doubt, but then when they run into these types of games, it just seems like they just find a way. There's no reason they should have won that game last night, but they just find a way to win. It's because it's rigged. It's not rigged. <laughs> I wish you know, it was rigged. You know, I'm yeah. I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of enjoying from a distance watching o- Oklahoma City Thunder fans like truly like lose their mind and heart with a basketball team because mine's been broken many times. Uh, but like your basketball team's not always going to be good, and you're gonna have to you're gonna have to live with that. Like it's it's a future you oh, should. Well, be here's here's for. the thing. It's not that we're not good. It's that you're, you're we're now. not we're not the best, or yeah. we're not. I mean. It oh, seems like we should have won our championship, and we we've been close, but it just has not broke our way at no. all. Can can they can they like rehire Scott Brooks as an assistant and then fire him again? And then really get the team revved up. <laughs> uh, at least they don't have a uh, what's his face. Oh God, the the former Celtics center uh, Perkins. At least he's not on the team anymore. Good <laughs> old Perkins, slowest player I've ever seen. Where so is he playing slow. now? He's still in the league, isn't know. he? I don't know. Is, is he on Cleveland? He was on Cleveland last year. I don't, yeah, I don't know if he is still playing or by not. Way, by the way, it's kind of sad, but like uh, LeBron can't make threes anymore, nor can he like really drive to the basket as much as he used to. I think he sort of hit the, the next phase now. Uh, so now now he's got to turn into the, um, the defending uh, and uh, jump shooter that uh, Jordan turned into. Late, yeah. late in his career. Yeah, or like just perfect that one like uh, Dirk Dirk shot that can't be blocked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dirk's still doing that. Oh, good old Dirk. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's sad that uh, Oklahoma City. It looks like they might have wasted their opportunity to win championships because they, they they got there so early. Like they got there like a year or two earlier than everyone expected. Yeah. And you know. Well, I'm I would say wasted. We got. The problem was, you know, there, there was the heat that was ridiculous, I mean, for, what, three or four years. And well, then... and it's not, e- it's not even that. I mean, you remember uh, they had two pretty devastating injuries yeah. during their two two runs. I mean, one was was uh, Westbrook getting hurt. That was, that was maybe their best shot. And then the other time you had Serge Ibaka, you know, getting hurt. Yeah. You know, oh. and that was when he was their third best player when he got hurt. I mean, like, can we talk about the fact that Westbrook is obviously the alpha on the team, and like, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens when all their contract runs out, because I don't think Kevin Durant wants to play without Russell Westbrook, because I don't think Kevin Durant wants to be the guy, the angry, I'm going to go to the basket right now mm-hmm. and knock seven people over, because that's what needs to happen right now. Um, yeah, I, I, I'll be interested, and you know, that's kind of a good thing on, on the fact that they're staggered, because I think if they keep Durant, I think they'll be more likely to keep Westbrook. If Durant leaves, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Westbrook left, too. No, I mean, I, everyone seems to think that Durant's going to sign a one-year um, so that their contracts are up at the same time. One, because the salary cap's going to go way yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, and two, ho- I mean, hopefully Oklahoma City can, you know... I mean, here's the thing. From everything I've read, it doesn't sound like Durant would want to leave. Like, he likes the fact that it's in a town where no one bothers him, and yeah. it's quiet, and he can raise his kids. Mm-hmm. And he definitely doesn't want to go back to Washington, D.C., and I don't think he'd want to go to Golden State, nor I don't think Golden State wants him. Because there's no reason for Golden why, State to. Why yeah. would they? Why would they mess with? They have one of the best teams in the history of the NBA. Yes. Like, yeah. Why would you mess with that type of of uh, team? Yeah. 
I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I just don't that want... kind of team chemistry. I mean, why mess with it? I just don't want Westbrook and Durant on the Lakers. That would just make me super sad. But uh, I, yeah, I think they're too young to even care. Like, like the Lakers have been bad for so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, well, but I mean, the main reason people were saying you know they're going to go to LA is for you know endorsements. Well, I, mean, I don't know if that really matters when in this day and age, you know. You can just do that one wherever and whenever. Yeah. Yeah. No, only they, thing that would be for would be for they might make more money on local or regional endorsements, but the real money's in the national endorsements anyways, and you're going to get that anywhere. I mean, both Durant and Westbrook haven't had a shortage of of national endorsements. Yeah. Anyone who talks about uh, endorsements and contracts as a reason to leave small things is an old white man who doesn't understand how media works today. Yeah. Um, hey, I'm just saying that's that's what they've been talking about is one of the reasons why um, they wouldn't resign here. No. Yeah, I mean, really, I mean, the only reason I could see them not resigning is if they want to win a championship or have a better shot at it. Where where are they going to go to have a better shot at it? Well, exactly. I I just don't think. I mean, they, they part of that is a hopeful do. as a hopeful you know yeah. Thunder fan, but part I mean realistically. They don't have a lot of options if that is one of their if their motivation is money, yeah, then sure they can go anywhere. But you're right. If they if they wanted to, if they wanted an easier path, they'd go east. If they yeah. could go east together, join on with uh, maybe the seventy sixers will have enough pieces then that if, <laughs> if Westbrook and Durant swooped in with uh, that or young they could, nucleus. Or they could, they could play with run. the Nah, nobody wants to play for the Knicks. Nobody um, wants to play for the Knicks. Can we also talk about, like, no one, I love how, no, and this makes me happy that no one's talking about the Spurs, but the Spurs are, like, three games behind Golden State at the moment. I know. Like, they're also it's having so, an amazing season. It's, it's really so obnoxious. Ridiculous. It really is. Um, funny it news. doesn't matter. Stop! So, some funny political news uh, just dropped. Um, the guy that Ted Cruz had, like, running his campaigns in the U.S. territories, um, is now supporting Donald Trump. <laughs> what? Yeah, this, the, the guy what? who... Um, Dennis Lennox, a Michigan-based GOP operative who spent several weeks organizing the U.S. territories for crews, including Guam, American Samoa, and the Northern Mariana Islands, said he is supporting Trump because he sees him as more electable. Wow. 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 Like, I don't know who so this guy is. So is he still supporting Cruz? Or, like, was he, like, still working for Cruz? Yeah, I mean, he was unofficially working for Cruz, I guess. Oh, um, no. So it wasn't, like, an actual employee of the campaign? Oh, so Lennox, whose work with the Cruz campaign didn't extend beyond the territorial organizing doesn't have plans for an official role with the Trump campaign. He just, I guess, is going to stop working for Cruz in the territories. That's I'm going to quit my job because I really feel this way, but I'm not yeah. going to get another job. Yeah. <laughs> Trump doesn't want me. I've been tainted. <laughs> oh, man, this is the weirdest election I think I've ever seen. It really is. It's so weird. I mean, none of it, I just, it's unlike anything I've ever seen. I, it seems like to me there was always somebody I could look at, look, look at and be like, eh, not too bad. It just fe feels like everyone, there's a fatal flaw to no, every no, candidate. No, Hillary. What are you talking about? Chris is not a Hillary supporter, as it were. No. All right, here's, here's my question, and perhaps uh, you just... I would, I'd, like, I'd like Bill again, but I... Well, so... Right. So, there's a lot right. of people out there who don't think Hillary is trustworthy, right? You know, based on emails or whatever. And there's a debate there, but it, that's not here. And 20 years of politics. Okay, but so, so we don't think Hillary is trustworthy, but we're 
you know, going to go vote for Donald Trump because yeah, clearly he's super... That, that just blows my uh, mind. Yeah, the people who think that, yeah, I think they're lunatics. Yeah, it's called cognitive dissonance, Tyler, and it's a problem in this country when it comes well, to politics. Well, this, I think, actually, I think what this uh, election is is it's a perfect example of uh, confirmation bias where people look at and they see exactly what they want to see in their candidate, and they see exactly what they want to see in the other one. So they look at Hillary, and all they see are the scandals when uh, her husband was in office and her sometimes tenuous connection to them. They see uh, Benghazi. They see the emails and everything else, and they think she's scandalous. They look at Trump, and they're like, oh, he's the outsider. He's going to lead us to uh, make America great and not seeing all of the scandals that he has been directly connected to. You know, it's just, that's, I, I think that's what you see. For every one of these candidates, people see exactly what they want to see. I'm just, I mean, I know people, like, personally, who have said, well, I'm not going to vote for Hillary because of the emails, but I'm going to vote for, you know, whoever, because, you know, I trust them, even though I don't know anything about, it's like, I <laughs> I just can't. There's no good comeback for that. It's very, yeah. very depressing. So, um, let's say Bernie gets knocked out in Super Tuesday. Who do you think Hillary is going to go for for her vice president? I can't Dude. see her taking Bernie. I, no. You know, I think I think if Bernie wins, I think he's definitely going to go Elizabeth Warren. But I don't know that Hillary would go Elizabeth Warren. I don't think. Yeah. I don't know. Um. I, I, you know, it'd be funny. I, I, I don't know if you guys heard the story about the, the, the idea that Obama was going to nominate the governor of Nevada for the Supreme Court, yes. the yeah. Republican Latino guy. Um, he turned it down smartly because, like, he doesn't want to spend a year not getting elected. But you would think Hillary would choose some sort of, um, sort of almost even out of the box like that, like not a, a, a not a senator, probably not a congressman, maybe like a governor or a, you know. I don't know. Uh, Mary Fallon's available. Yeah, will be. God. <laughs> Do you guys remember when uh, they were talking about Frank Keating as I can't remember as a yeah as a vice president yeah. for yeah, like, Bush? Really? Yeah. You know Why? what? You may you may I, honestly I kind of miss Frank Keating <laughs> after yeah, after Mary Fallon being in office. I and mean, he, he said some crazy did and said some crazy stuff, but he's a lot more reasonable and less damaging than Mary Fallon. Wow, yeah. I mean, we just moved here towards the tail end of his tenure, and then whenever uh, Brad Henry came around, but I just remember everyone hated, like, didn't matter what your politics were, they Frank King was the worst. And then... The thing he, is, he was, I mean, he was kind of a douchebag. Yeah, and he, people, and, he, yeah and he went up against gambling, and people wanted to gamble. Yeah. So... Oh. Yeah. yeah. That adds up. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, I even miss Steve Largent at this point. Like, that's how crazy it's gotten. Uh, old Steve. Hey, did you guys know he was a ex Seattle Seahawks wide receiver? Uh, yes. I I've heard that. <laughs> I have heard that. Uh, it sounds like um, uh, Chris Rock's killing it on the Oscars so far, according to Twitter. So, oh. uh, I believe multiple slavery jokes have already been made. So, nice. well done, Chris. Um, yeah. All right. So, what else? What else other than just whatever our political system is currently turning into. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I we haven't really talked about... I mean, we just brought up the Supreme Court thing. We haven't really talked about it. I don't know if... You're right. You have it. Things go so quickly that. now. It I does. Mean, it feels like that. I just... 
I, I, this is just another example to me of the inability of one of the political parties in this country to do their jobs. Like, they have jobs. You have jobs. The I, Constitution you love so much says you have to at least do something, and then I'm going to do the most, the minimum. And, and I get that, but until they actually do anything, I still think it's posturing. Yeah, to, I mean... To force, to force uh, Obama to put up a, a, some sort of a moderate candidate. I truly think that that a good portion of the party is posturing. Don't get me wrong. I think there are people in the party who legitimately think that we should no way we should let um, Obama put up somebody. But at the same time, there's smart leaders in the Republican Party that realize there's a chance that not only could they lose the presidency, but they could give up seats in the Senate. So well, it's almost going... guaranteed that if they go through with this plan. They'd have to get incredibly lucky. To, a, they'd have to win the presidency, mm -hmm. and B, not lose what the five or six seats or whatever, which yeah. they're probably going to lose one anyway. I mean, I I do think it would be interesting to see if, say, uh, Hillary gets elected, the Republicans have stonewalled uh, Obama um, up until that point. Would Obama negotiate and try to get a candidate in the last couple of months or would he hold off in the hopes that Hillary would have a, with a more more Democrat Senate be able to put someone more liberal on the... Screen? Oh, he, he would wait. He would wait. If, Do you think? If, if the Senate was going to turn, he would totally wait. Also because I think uh, Hillary would nominate him. So, which is my, really? which is my, my secret dream, yeah. You uh, think so? Yeah. Like, he's a constitutional lawyer. Why not? Yeah, but it seems like it just always seems crazy trying to put someone up who's never been a judge at any level. Well, the that, that, that used to be the case. Like they didn't used to be judges. I know, I know, but it just seems like having at least some level of understanding of the process of a judge. Uh, you know. I don't know. Was he? Was uh, did, how long did he practice as a lawyer? I do not know. It's, I know. He, I, I know really he taught crazy. for a couple of years. I think he did more teaching than he did yeah. practicing. But yeah. That would be that would be the thing is that would, oh man that would be a crazy fireworks show to see if that happens. Yeah, amazing. I just don't. I, so I mean, I understand why they're posturing like this, but I mean, in no way is it in their best interest. In the in like there's look the thing there's is, a slim chance it works out for them. If you look back at history at this point, whenever this has come up. The opposing party has made some sort of comment, maybe not as demonstrative as the Republicans have this time around, about how the president should nominate someone. Democrats have done it. Republicans right. have done it, saying we should let the American people decide who the next Supreme Court yeah. judge. Even, even now, though they have twice. And every single time, they've in, basically every time they've ended up caving and working with the president, and the president has put up a final nominee before the election. So. Most likely it'll happen, but it's not like this is unprecedented. It's just a tenser time, and they and saying I'm not going to meet with him at all is what is uh, unprecedented. Well, right. Yeah, and also That's what I mean, no, I mean the things the things that are unprecedented are the you know the lengths that they're going to even even if it is posturing, like they're they're saying they're not going to do their jobs. That's what bothers me. Their jobs well, are I, to advise and consent. Meaning, I mean, they, they have a committee whose job it is. To vet these people, and the people in the committee are like, "No, we're not going to, we're not going to, we're not going to do that. We're not going to meet with the person. That's your job. That is your one job. That that committee's one job is to is to vet judges. 
No, that so, it just it bothers me. Did you guys see that uh, at least two of the uh, senators that are up for re-election in the blue states, they are uh, going against the party and of saying they, they will... Yeah, it's like, okay, well, I mean... Yeah, I mean, to me, that's like all. It's all. I mean, I'm I'm hoping that it's all posturing. It is, and and the thing is, if they look at the polls and the polls tell them that this is hurting them, suddenly they're gonna. Yeah. Well, the problem is the polls. uh, People don't seem to care. Is is another is is my. Well, no, the the liberals don't seem to care, and that's been the. The liberals are dumb. Well, Well, the the problem is there's gonna be the the strident base of the Republican Party are going to be more excited about this. So what I can see is that they're going to posture like this until after the primaries for any of these senators who are potentially in a primary battle, which may, maybe not very many of them are. I don't know how many would be. When when they have their base locked up, then they can look at compromising. Well, yeah. the odds are of them... At least from what I've been reading, that they're very, very, almost positively likely to lose those seats anyways. So I don't understand. I mean, there really isn't anything to gain from this, aside from just the slim chance that they may not lose the seats. But it's almost guaranteed at this point, uh, just because of the way... You know the politics are going on, so I just don't. Uh, to me, it's just a waste of time, and they should just get it over with because they, they're not really fooling anyone. At least I hope they're not. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, um, yeah. I think it's it's something worth watching, but I do think it would be political suicide for them to completely stonewall and not. If anything, having the spectacle of getting an Obama candidate in and then crucifying them. Um, would rally their base more than just straight up stonewalling. I mean, like, here's the thing. I like if a, I, if if the Obama people are if the if the Obama team was the uh, George W. Bush team, they would nominate a um, another female half Latino half African American woman, um, you know, who has kids, who's a single mother, who has kids, and just let the Republicans yell at her for weeks. <laughs> and just turn the entire country off against them. Like that's what that's what people who view politics as a zero sum game would do. Sadly, the Obama team is not that uh, cutthroat. Sadly, but yeah, story of the Democrats. Uh... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Democrats never do anything underhanded in politics. Oh, here we go. Here we hey. go. I'm just saying, you guys spend a lot of time talking go. about how horrible Republicans are. Because they are. Democrats are somehow saints. They're not saints. They're just no, no. as They're bad. just as awful. They are not just as awful. You really, you really oh. got to pick a side here at some point. Nope. Like, if if either side would put something forth worth uh, being on the side of, I would. I think that is a weird lens to look at between the two parties, especially how they they're currently operating. Yeah, broken. So why why would I why would I support because bro- two uh, one of two broken parties? Because one side is like. Because you think one side pretending. is less broken. No, no, I'm saying one side's trying to break the system, and they should be judged for that. But I'm saying. Well, it seems to be your only focus is you don't like that the Republicans try to stop government from happening. Yeah. That's but that that's what I'm saying. That's that's your hot button. It's like the people who support Trump, they hate everything he stands for except for one thing, and that's his stance on immigration. I know a lot of people. That's it. 
They don't yep. like anything else about him, but because of his stance on immigration, they will support him until the day they die. To me, it's not an, one issue is not a, is not a deal breaker for me. Well, see, I can't. I, I, I look. I, I look at the Democrat. I look at the Republican Party, and I don't like their stances on foreign policy and privacy, among many other things. So I can't. I can't support them. But there's a there's just as many things with the Democrats. The way the Democrats approach to uh, government and taxation that that I don't support. I do, I don't. That's why it's tough for me to pick a side when I when I have three or four deal breakers, and each party supports a couple of those deal breakers. For me. Well, but at some point, you I mean, I view it as, you know, the lesser of two evils. And I, I'm tired right of now, that's the thing. That's, I'm completely tired of the lesser of two evils argument. Yeah, Maybe but, I mean, how are you going to... less awful? That, to me, that's not... That doesn't get me excited and want to be a Democrat or want to be a Republican because this particular second one is slightly less awful. Well, but you've got to... Ch all right, so... But by that stance, I mean, how are you changing um, how they do things? You know, like, how how is that changing? Like, if you think that it's bad, period, how I do, do you go only, about changing that? The only way anyone can change anything is doing it at the grassroots in their municipality. The fact is, there's almost nothing I can do to affect national politics. Right. Almost nothing. So what I do is I try to make things better in my municipality. You know, I, I work with, with uh, city councilors or, or mayors or things like that. Well, but I mean, when you go vote at a local level, though, do you, I mean, obviously it's still a Republican versus Democrat for the most part. Right. And I, mean, I look at the individual candidates. I'm not saying I never vote for a Democrat or never vote for a Republican, but I will never support whole hog either party. There's too many things in their platforms that I cannot get behind. I will support individual candidates if I like a particular Democrat or a particular Republican for a position. I will vote for them. I but will the say. the last presidential election, I did not vote for either. I couldn't bring myself to vote for either Obama Gary or Romney, so I left it blank. Oh, you did? Oh, I guess you couldn't put. Can you do Gary Johnson this year? Not this year. We should be able to because the Libertarian Party got about double the signatures that they needed. So even if the state throws out half of them, the Libertarian Party should be a recognized party before the only, If election. only they recognized the Green Party, Ralph Nader would have had a chance. Yep. Yeah, I, I do not forgive him, still, uh, for George W. Bush. It's entirely his fault. <laughs> it is. Like, yeah. that election was that close. Um, also, old Jews voting for Buchanan. I also blame them, but they're all dead now, so it doesn't matter. Um, Wait, old Jews voted for Buchanan? Yeah, they actually really? voted for Buchanan, yeah, because the Florida ballot was a clusterfuck of confusion. Wow. So, yeah. Classic oh, yeah. Florida. Yep. Um, all right. I feel like this has been way too politics heavy. I feel like we should talk about uh, some more uh, pop culture or fun stuff before we, we wrap this up. All right, we, we, we should talk about something fun and light very quickly. Ah, so Batman versus Superman again. <laughs> I will say uh, I am really looking forward to Suicide Squad. That yeah. looks like a lot of fun. When's that coming out? Uh, Later this hey. year. Soonish? Is it? I thought it wasn't. I thought it was. Uh, uh, no, because it's after um, Civil War, right? Which is in May. I thought yeah. It, I thought yeah. It was, well, Civil War is this year. 
Yeah, yep. Civil War's May. Yeah, which it's also it's also gonna be super dark. Oh, um, but <laughs> I was way off. I know. Nora August fifth. Nora doesn't want to watch um, uh, Civil War. She doesn't like to think of the fact of them fighting. Just yeah. Like, what are they gonna fight? Also, it really sounds like they're gonna do the storyline where Steve Rogers is killed and is replaced by Falcon. Yeah. Yeah. So that, I mean, that'll probably be in the Infinity War because he only has one more movie left on his contract, but we'll see. Yeah. Well, at some point, at some point, they gotta figure out how yeah, they, they have want to start anyway. uh, replacing um, characters because at some point they gotta roll people off. I mean, that's what that's what the Avengers does. So. Yeah. I'm I'm honestly uh, still kind of surprised Robert Downey Jr. is on board. That's because he gets a shit ton of money for these. Oh no, I mean I know that, but I mean you would think he was he, like the first one. He has the easiest job. Most of his scenes, he's not even there. He's in a sound oh, studio yeah, working. I guess, no, he's totally in the suit. What are you talking about? No, he's not. <laughs> That's actually him flying, yeah. yeah. yeah totally. um, I will tell you, I'm very happy about um, Nicholas Mayer getting hired to be a writer for the new Star Trek show. The... So what, what did he do? The name's familiar. What had he done before? Uh, well, he, he wrote and directed Wrath of Khan. Uh, oh. He was brought in after the motion picture. He also wrote uh, 4 and 6. Ah. So the most popular and the, the two best original series movies. Yes. So, like, he understands what, like, he's he's very good at finding the core of a story and just uh-huh. exploring the story. So, um, so is this this for the TV series? Yeah, this is for the online. You know. Uh, oh, it's series. online. Well, yeah. So, they're only... Well, what they're doing right is they're premiering it on CBS, CBS proper, yes. and then they're gonna it's gonna transition to the online portal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you they'll be getting your eight dollars a month. Or they'll whatever. be getting my eight dollars. Yes. Yeah. I'll have to see. I mean, if if it if that eight dollars covers all the CW shows as well, then I may yeah. have to do it. Hopefully, by that point, it'll also cover football, which like wasn't originally in the CBS All, all Access, but I think it is now. Oh, really? So, yeah, they they were still working on that. So I'm still so not that, willing would to it cover dollars for just those things. Would it cover live? Yeah, like so you can get live, but they were they were blacking out some of the football games at first, but I don't know what's happening with that now. Uh. So yeah, so that'll be interesting. So CBS will get my money for that. Um, I'm I'm really concerned about Hulu at this point because um, like none more, more things are pull, getting pulled off. Yeah, of Hulu. yeah, and they're not including like I'm I, I would still like to watch Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, but I can't because no, I need to start at the beginning. And oh, I th- we had the same problem. We wanted yeah. to watch it, but the first couple of episodes were already gone. Hey CW, if you're listening, I know you're not. Like fuck you. All right. That well, that's why I'm wondering if they're gonna start pulling that stuff off. Uh, their popular shows and and roll them into the app. Or not. Well, they've been doing that though for a while because like I that's why I haven't watched any of the Flash because I was behind and then all of a sudden they only keep Fox does that for some shows too. It's yeah, on Netflix Flash is at least at the moment. So well, right. well no, the current season. season I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah I, like I I watched all of last season. I've only watched like one episode of this current season. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it concerns me that networks are figuring out that if they make streaming so difficult and expensive, people will just go back to cable because it's almost getting to that point where if you actually do want to see all the things you need to see, without without them going to Hulu and Netflix, you're really left with either an antenna Listen, or people are going to more and more people are going to start pirating. I mean, that's what's ultimately yeah. going to happen. That's what that's what creates the situation. If you make it difficult to buy, too, too difficult to legitimately get something, yeah. people will get it illegitimately. That's why. That's a big reason why um, uh, Napster exploded because it was so much easier Napster. because because the record companies weren't supporting online downloads. Really. Napster bad. 
I just don't understand why they can't all do like a. I mean, I I do understand, but for instance, like PC gaming, piracy was crazy out of control. Then all of a sudden, Valve comes along with Steam and makes it like just super cheap and easy. And all of a sudden, you know, yeah, everyone people, like people piracy are, is way down. People will pay for things if you make it convenient and not ridiculously expensive to do so, because. Yeah. There's a there's a certain risk involved in downloading things illegally. There and if you make it so expensive or difficult, the problem is sometimes you even if you wanted to pay full price for some things, you can't get them. Yeah. I, or it's ridiculous. Uh, the Flash, if you wanted to buy the full season on iTunes, fifty dollars for the full season. Fifty dollars. Do, do you know how much the Sherlock Christmas special was? Huh. It was sixteen dollars. What? One episode. I'm, I know they're long, they're an hour and a half, but $16? Yeah. You can get movies for cheaper than that. Yes, I you know. Can. It is. It's it, yeah, it's, it is. It's ridiculous. That's why that's why people turn to piracy. But by know? the way, God bless the FCC for at least beginning that rule change where you can uh, bring whatever cable box you want. Like, yeah. I, God, I hope this goes through. Because it's true, we pay our cable company not only to give us cable, but we have to lease a shitty piece of technology from them that yeah. we would not use if we had a choice. But we don't until now. God bless God bless Tom Wheeler, which I did not think I would say that when he first got nominated. <laughs> but just goes to show you, lobbyists can have souls. So I, just, I mean, it's all due to contract and licensing and all that stuff. Like, for instance, why you can't just, like, get ESPN. But ESPN's I, in trouble. Well, yes, yeah, ESPN are. is really... In, I mean, they're too expensive, and it's... That's it'll be interesting to see what happens to a lot of the um, like specialized uh, networks and things like that is because people are if it if it truly continues to go to more of a standalone model uh, are there going to be enough people buying the ACC network the SEC network there's a bunch of crazy people who will probably keep that something like that afloat but even then is it going to be enough to pay the hundreds of millions of dollars a year yeah. that ESPN pays for those rights. I mean, like, ESPN has the problem now where they have paid billions of dollars to show certain things, expecting to get a, a, a sort of same level of, you know, licensing fees from cable yeah. companies, subscriber fees, and that has dropped dramatically, and they owe billions of dollars. Yeah, so. and, and not even just the um, uh, subscriber fees, but it's also they're getting a lot less um, in advertising fees. Yeah. Because a lot of it is going down. Well, that's because, you know, anymore, all anyone's going to watch ESPN for is live live sports. No exactly. one cares about SportsCenter. You know, no one cares about yeah, no. you know, whatever. It's, you know, they, they waste all this money doing those shows where exactly. no one really watches them. No. When it, you know, just assume that it would just be better if they charge, like, pay-per-view for, you know, their big games or whatever. Yeah, that would be an interesting if they if they charged uh, you know a couple bucks per game. I mean, like per person like, or something. I, you know, every year during the OU season, like there's those first three games where maybe one will be on TV, but like two of them will be pay per view. And trying to get them by yourself is an insane proposition. Well, it's usually like, it's usually one. It's part of the it's part of their Fox TV package. So it's it's basically what pays for the um, OU Sports Network is that Fox gets to have one pay-per-view game a year. So that's why you get, like, one of those and then you get one or two games on, like, Fox Sports 1. Yeah. Yeah, Ugh. which is always difficult to find. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, seriously, I don't know which whose app is worse, but the uh, Fox Sports app is not. Oh God, great. it does not stream great. No, I I I, I, I figure like the best system is actually my iPad to the Apple TV, and not um not not, not my laptop, not yeah. like anything else, not not the Amazon Fire TV app. No, iPad to Apple TV. Don't know. It is wow. It is it weird what randomly works. Well, it, it will work okay for me until you close, like do something else, and then it's like, oh, well, that it just stopped working now. Yeah. Well, it was like it, some sometimes it'll work on the in the background for me. Sometimes it won't. I don't know. It seems like that happens with a lot of the apps that are that are uh, AirPlay only. Mm. Some of them can work in the background. I can do other stuff on my phone. Some of them I can't. Some of I them just will only give work. Up and go on the computer. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, well. Wow. I think I think we've gone like well over an hour at this point. Yeah, I think we have. Um, yeah. By the way, uh, uh, the Oscar for costume design went to Mad Max Fury Road. So well done. Yeah. Man. Yeah. So, yay. Shiny and chrome and whatnot. Yeah. Now I want to watch Mad Max again. <laughs> so uh, apparently, uh, Chris Rock referred to the Oscars as the White People's Choice Awards. <laughs> Uh, oh, oh so he said, he said he thought about heating requests to skip the Oscars, but in the end, he rationalized things this way. They're going to have the Oscars anyway. The last thing I need is to lose another job to Kevin Hart. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, good old Kevin Hart. 